Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about a company that I believe is going to absolutely revolutionize a specific industry. And I think this use case is very interesting. It's a company called Evalue Agent. It just raised $20 million in a Series A, and they're building a software that essentially evaluates call center agents. Now, something that I think is really interesting about this story in this company is the fact that this is not some just new startup that all of a sudden grabbed a big bag of cash and is going to go and build this product out. This is a company that has already been around in this same industry. They've now tagged on and added AI features. And so, of course, you know, now they're viable for investment. That seems to be what is going on in tech right now. Um, but jokes aside, I do think this is a really powerful um, use case for AI, ChatGPT specifically, and tech. So today on the podcast, we're going to go over what exactly EvaluAgent does, um, what they plan on spending this money on, and how they are helping um, the industry at large. So essentially what this company does, EvaluAgent, is that they are, you know, when you, let, like, let's say you call um, the customer support line of any company and it says, this call is being monitored for quality assurance and training purposes, right? So they are in that quality assurance and training purposes segment because apparently um, when you get that message, you know, that your call is being recorded, apparently only between one and 2% of calls um, are actually ever evaluated in those call centers. And that is because of a problem uh, with contact um, center managers being overworked apparently. And so this is what the co-founders of the company wanted to address specifically. Um, and so essentially what they're doing is they're creating a way for every single call to be uh, essentially monitored and uh, tracked for quality assurance purposes, but it's not being done by a human manager anymore like it used to be. Now it is ChatGPT. So essentially what they're doing is they're feeding in, and technically they say they're uh, platform agnostic, but really this is what they're doing. Um, I almost guarantee they're taking the whole conversation, they're creating a transcript of it, um, and then they're feeding it into ChatGPT and they've apparently, I mean, I would, my assumption, and I could be wrong, is that they've created a elaborate prompt that says, hey, based off of, um, you know, based off of this conversation, what are areas that this customer service representative could improve on? What are areas they did well on? And I'm assuming um, they probably have some benchmarks that are industry standard, right? Like, were they able to maintain a professional um, composure? Were they able to help calm the customer down? And a bunch of different things like that, right? So they know what those benchmarks are for their industry. And they've obviously worked that into a prompt where it then gets evaluated 
Um, talking about this specifically, the company CEO said, at the heart, the contact center's role is to serve customers. These customers are human beings and as such are always going to demand a level of service and experience technology alone won't be able to offer. Our belief is that uh, the greater the employee experience for agents, the greater the customer experience they'll be able to offer. In any case, his company uh, to begin with was doing um, essentially these quality assurance where he, they pretty much companies could outsource their quality assurance training um, to him where he would go and where his company would go and review these calls. And then eventually um, he, I think they, they kind of switched to doing it for kind of larger corporations. And uh, inevitably when AI started really taking off, they realized the opportunity, the potential there, and they integrated this into their platform and have seen a lot of uh, really big growth and interest based off of that. And to be honest, I actually think this is an incredible use case for AI, ChatGPT specifically. Um, I remember early on talking to uh, a lady that was starting a company and where essentially it would listen to calls and it would uh, gauge customer sentiment. And so, you know, it would give uh, it would give a call center or a company, you know, the customer support people like a score based on, you know, what the customer sentiment was at the beginning of a call, mid of middle of a call and by the end of the call. And they would kind of use that to determine how uh, well the agent had done or how well the call center was doing or the company as a whole was doing with their customers. Um, so it, ChatGPT can do really uh, powerful things like that. But I think that this goes a whole step further where they uh, where they probably have a whole bunch of criteria that they're judging um, every call off of and um, they're able to give some statistics and analytics on that and give actionable steps for um, a call center representative a customer service representative to actually um, improve you know their performance so um, Scott their CEO also said evaluation not only delivers uh, quality assurance, but also provides customers with tools to ensure that evaluators' findings convert to ongoing behavior changes in the agent base. Although the platform represents a complete system of record for contact centers quality teams. So um, they have like a little dashboard that they have created. And I think that they have a couple different uh, metrics on here that I can see. Um, that they evaluate one of those would be you know your quality score your quality feedback your pass rate uh your coaching sessions um and then they have like some sort of like reporting trend at the bottom um that they are able to track so scott also said out of the box key moments such as customer frustration repeat contact and complaint escalation are automatically tagged this is interesting and i actually do think this is useful this goes beyond just taking the whole conversation and plugging it in as uh, just plugging it straight into ChatGPT with a prompt and getting a bunch of these metrics out of it based off of, you know, ChatGPT's opinion. Um, I think it is cool that they are tagging uh, essentially a bunch of different external data, right? Like repeat complaints, customer frustration levels. They're able to uh, essentially get a, a bunch of different pieces of data and feed it in with the transcripts. So like, hey, this is Jeff's fifth time calling about this problem. He's extremely frustrated. Um, and I think that that's, I think that that's a good... I think that's very fair. Um, I, I'm assuming this is industry standard for, you know, what they'd be doing manually. So now they're just doing using AI to do this. But the reason I think this is that in particular is valuable is because, you know, you wouldn't want to give a customer service representative a bad score just because the customer was super angry when maybe it's not their fault because this is, you know, this is the 
the customer is seventh time calling you, so he's super mad. Whereas, you know, your colleague might have done a really great job, but it was just a lady calling for the first time and you got a problem solved right away. So I think this is good because it um, it takes into account a lot of those different variables. It has them tagged and added. I think this is going to be a really powerful platform. Um, it is interesting. So TechCrunch actually wrote an article on this company um, and they have an interesting point which I'll let you decide what your opinion is on this, but this is what TechCrunch said. They said, one wonders about bias creeping into the algorithms used to evaluate agents' actions, though after all, studies have shown that AI is more likely to classify black speech as quote-unquote toxic or offensive, and it's well understood that voice recognition too is racially and ethnically biased, um, so can smart score be trusted? Smart score is the, the scoring system that a value agent is using. That is an interesting uh, that's an interesting point they bring up. Um, I would be curious to see the studies on that and uh, I guess what people are doing to mitigate some of those issues if they do in fact exist on a large scale. Um, Scott, apparently the CEO, <laughs> they asked him about that and he did not elaborate on their measures. Um, he didn't really elaborate on measures, if any, that they're taking to combat bias in the algorithms. The reason I'm laughing, obviously, bias in the algorithm isn't funny. Um, the reason I'm laughing is because the TechCrunch seems surprised that he didn't respond. I'm assuming the fact he didn't respond means they're not taking any specific measures. So I just think it's funny that, you know, he didn't want to respond to that issue, a.k.a. he probably doesn't have a response for that issue. And perhaps it's something that after that conversation he'll look into. Um, I'd be, I'd be curious. And here's the other thing, uh, you know, when we have like, for example, TechCrunch talking about how AI is apparently it classifies black speech as toxic or offensive. I'd be curious to see what the implications of that, because I mean, okay, AI in general, that seems like a pretty general term. Perhaps ChatGPT does that or a specific AI model or some specific AI models trained off of English data sets let's say this is an english uh you know problem specifically i don't believe that this is a problem that could proliferate globally right like let's say there's an ai model trained off of a whole bunch of content generated in china um i have a hard time believing that like ai is implicitly racist or views you know black speech as um you know is toxic i mean that could just be me like right like let's say you train an ai model off of a whole bunch of content generated off of websites that are super popular in nigeria find it very unlikely that that ai model uh would classify essentially the speech it's intaking as toxic so I, i'm assuming the problem that they're referring to here is maybe um that a minority group in america and english-speaking ai model uh, models that we're training um, are being classified as toxic. Now, another interesting fact with that or an interesting point um, is the fact that a very large amount of the manual human training uh, done by ChatGPT and OpenAI in particular is done in Kenya. So they actually have a lot of people in Kenya. I think it's the majority of their, their manual uh, reviewers are from Kenya. I'd be very curious to see you know, what effect that has, if any, on the on some an issue like that right as black speech being classified as toxic or offensive um so yeah i think it's interesting there's definitely a lot of issues to grapple with these ai models aren't perfect they have a lot of work to go and stuff to be done but in and and that is the risk that companies take by integrating them right now into their 
uh, into their tech stack. Um, that being said, obviously some really incredible capabilities. And the thing is, you you know, um, these, these AI models are always getting improved and always getting better. So one can only assume that issues like that will be eventually pulled out of the model um, and will be fixed. So in any case, I think that Evaluagent is a really uh, amazing company. I mean, I think the idea is really great. They have they've raised this tw additional twenty million dollars. This puts their total at twenty one million after the Series A, and I think that there is a really tremendous opportunity right now. Um, peak spans Phil Durr. He's the lead investor of the deal that they just did. Uh, he says that he sees a tremendous opportunity um, in the whole quality arena. And I think this is despite the fact that there is a bunch of other companies doing this, right? This is a $35.3 billion space. And apparently there's some other startups, including Invoca, that have some similar features, but not exactly the same, apparently, according to Value Agent. Um, and so I think this is interesting. Durr recently said in uh, an email, so he's a lead investor, he said, having spent years studying the category, we believe Value Agent is the strongest vendor of quality assurances and performance improvement softwares the platform shines for small and mid market contact centers while maintaining the capacity to serve enterprise level businesses with large contact center operations so i think this is really interesting apparently around 25 percent of contact centers uh right now still run their quality assurance programs on spreadsheets um, while another portion makes uh, use of different tools and so contact centers are facing a really new dynamic right now. I think that the opportunity for them to have leaner staff and perhaps fewer on-site agents is going to increase the demand for tools like EvaluAgent. Um, they're able to be more, uh, perhaps there's two options, right? And this is just the AI debate, but perhaps, you know, they could lay off staff and uh, conserve money that way. Or if they're growing, you know, they could just um, integrate some of these AI technologies and grow their business even bigger. So it'll be interesting to see where the space goes and what uh, some of these issues that we've talked about on the podcast today, if they're able to find solutions for them and how that looks in the future. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.